You are listening to the MJ Sportscast. Recapping the latest games, getting you up to date on the latest sports news, and providing our exciting Bay Area picks. This is the MJ Sportscast with your hosts, Mike Tang and Jerry Yang. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the MJ Sportscast here. Myself, Mike Tang, I'm joined every week by Jerry Yang here. Jerry, how's it going today? Going good, man. So I think uh, we're going to try a new format this week where we're trying to keep the episodes a lot shorter and more to the point. So I'm excited to get into it. Let's kind of start with the NBA here. Right, because we're just fresh off a Warriors finals win, a couple of weeks off the parade here. But now the NBA news has kind of been, it's kind of like a revolving door um, all throughout the season. And, and that's the way the commissioner wants it, right? Where we're constantly thinking about the NBA, even during the offseason. But now we kind of have free agency um, here. And then we also have Summer League going on. What do you think about James Wiseman and some of the rookies that have played with the Warriors Summer League? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that, you know, the league wants a lot of changes um, and they're getting it. I know Boston's making a huge push with a bunch of trades to try to load up their side. Uh, from the Warriors standpoint, we lost some key guys, you know, Gary Payton the second, Otto Porter. And, um, you know, those two guys are pretty, pretty hard to replace, right? And Belizia, Belizia um, lost him. But the good news is we have guys that are coming up. You know, Moses Moody's looking great in the summer league. Uh, Kaminga played a few games looking good. And I think there's a few uh, stars that we're going to find. And I think the promising part is James Wiseman. You know, James Wiseman was able to play 20 minutes in a game. And if he, if he can be the guy that the Warriors uh, need him to be, I think um, that'll be even better for us. You know, I know, I know Looney played all games last season, and I think that's going to burn him out if he keeps at that pace. So we're going to need James Wiseman to be that guy and have, um, you know, Looney coming off the bench, and maybe even times have both of them on the on the court. You know, I think it opens up a lot of possibilities for us. So what do you think about the, all this stuff? Well, I think it was a very positive thing to see James Wiseman on the floor altogether here, especially after missing all the last season due to injury. He had a pretty decent stat line, I guess, offensively. The The rebounds, he could, he could sure get a lot more of those. But the most surprising stat that I found was the seven fouls that came <laughs> into play that first game um, here. And, you know, after looking it up and after talking about it with some friends, you know, I didn't know what was the limit for the G League fouls. And apparently you can rack up 10 fouls per game um, here. You no, know, I kind of like it, though. That means he's aggressive, right? Like and he's trying to get into it. He's not shying away from being able to commit those fouls. 
Um, but obviously, in the regular season, he has to clean it up because he only gets six fouls and he'll only be fouled out every single game, you know? So, in some yeah. ways, I like the aggression. I like the change. Um, to me, the biggest concern with James Wiseman is the fact that he is perceived somewhat soft because of his injuries, right? So, like, hearing him get in there and be aggressive and accumulating some fouls, I think it's not too bad. Yeah, I didn't really watch that first game, so I didn't really see what kind of fouls he was committing um, yeah. here. Hopefully it was more like in the paint kind of fouls, aggressive fouls. But, you know, if it was fouls that were in the perimeter or kind of boneheaded mistakes that he was making, then that's a concern yeah. um, here. But I think he's going to be fine, to be honest with you. I think Wiseman is going to be a key component for the Warriors uh, this season um, here just because, okay, well, we signed Kavon Looney. But do we expect Kavon Looney to play every single regular season game again, like he did this past season? I don't want to. I don't want to take my chances on that. I really do think Wiseman is going to take that spot, or at least that backup spot um, here. But I, I wanted to talk about Jonathan Kaminga because he kind of showed a lot of good flashes during the regular season, but he also made quite a lot of mistakes um, as well to the point where the coaching staff really couldn't trust him, you know, in the playoffs here. Do you think Kaminga is going to bounce back to have a better rookie, to, to bounce back from that rookie season and have a better sophomore campaign? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been dominating in the summer league, right, whenever you played. And I think it's really hard to just jump into the playoffs your first year or two. Um, yeah. So in my opinion, I think he'll bounce back. There was a lot of hopefuls, actually. I guess I can kind of break it down by pluses and minuses. Like the pros yeah. of what we saw in the summer league is I think Witherspoon and Mac McClung are two guys that are heating up and hopefully gets contracts. I know there's a big push on Twitter for those two guys. Um, Jesse and Jessup's actually looking really good as well. Um, you know, he's a guy that was drafted the same year as Wiseman, a little bit late. Don't think he'll probably make it to the big leagues, but at least he's looking pretty good in terms of shooting and being on the court. Um, but yeah, McClung and Witherspoon are, are two gems possibility, right? And I think Kaminga, and seeing Kaminga um, in the summer league, he stands out, right? He looks like a guy who is and NBA ready and it's just kind of keeping himself sharp in the summer league versus a guy who's trying to compete for a job there, right? Like the other guys. So to me, he's a step ahead of them. Um, the negatives I think for the summer league is none of the rookies we drafted this year can play, right? Like Patrick Baldwin and Ryan Rollins all had injuries that prevented them from getting these valuable minutes. And to me, I don't think there are going to be any valuable contributors during the regular season if they can't play in the summer league, right? It's going to be like the Moses Moody and Kaminga um, season where they maybe get some minutes, but you're not going to be expecting much, right? And and speaking of Moody, same way with Moody and Kaminga, right? I think both of them kind of stand out that they're a bit ahead of all the other guys that they're playing in the summer league. Um, so to me, it's very promising for the last year rookies. Um, I think a the downside is a concern to me is this year's rookies. So, yeah, this year's rookie class is going to be very concerning just because Baldwin has proven that he can't really stay on the floor and he struggled um, during his college time 
there. And it wasn't really a great program or a great division that he was playing in. And a lot of people say that he really struggled against subpar competition in college. Right. And I think that's the main concerning thing here. But I think the Warriors are confident that their training staff can get Baldwin up to speed and have him at least contributing or playing in the NBA within the second half of next season um, here with their eyes towards two years from now. Yeah, he has a similar ankle injury that Curry had, right? So I think that's why they're a little bit optimistic that, you know, if Curry's getting this type of treatment, Baldwin would as well um, and be effective. So. All right. Well, that's great stuff about the NBA. Let's talk about the NFL here locally. Jimmy Garoppolo back on the news again, right? Where he's being rumored to be traded allegedly to the Seattle Seahawks. You know, a, a rival within our division um, here. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo will be traded before the end of this month? Well, his agent said so, right? His agent um, committed to him being traded by end of this month. And I think either he gets traded or he gets cut at the end of this month because the regular season's starting up. And um, the Niners are on the hook for $25 million if he doesn't get cut or traded. So I think either way, I, I feel like the time with the Niners and Jimmy G is has passed now. You know, And if you listen to Matt Miyoko's uh, podcast on KMBR, he actually broke it down really well. Because a lot of people are comparing the Baker Mayfield situation with Jimmy. The fundamental difference is Jimmy G is not owed any money, right? So I think it's an actually, I think it's an all parties' best interest for the Niners to cut him at this point, unless they can get a really good trade offer, right? Because if you think about it from the Niners' perspective, 25 million off the books cleanly, right? They'll have they won't be paying or owing any money. Jimmy G gets to pick his team. And whenever the new team signs them, can negotiate a new contract. It doesn't have to be $25 million. So all three parties, I think, win in the situation, um, even though Jimmy G would be taking a pay cut most likely. But he's already you know, made tons of money with this contract with the Niners already. So to me, I think he'd probably rather pick his own team at this point. The Seahawks rumor is interesting. I don't think a trade will happen. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks or the Browns end up signing Jimmy G if he gets cut by the Niners. So, yeah, at this point, I don't think there are any teams lining up to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo um, here, just because one, he's coming off, um, you know, surgery and he still hasn't proven that he can throw a football yet, and two, um, like you mentioned in John Jay's podcast last week or a few weeks back. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is just an injury prone player and he's kind of been proven to be that kind of player or quarterback in this league. So I don't think any team is willing to risk any assets for a player like that, um, here. So I think he's going to be cut because we just need that financial flexibility from that 20, 20 ish million that he is old for this year. And it's kind of tough because. Once Jimmy Garoppolo announced that he was going to move forward with that surgery, he kind of threw a wrench into the 49ers plans, right? Where the 49ers were planning to trade him and maybe get some assets for him. But he kind of blind, 
blindly told the Niners, okay, well, we're just going to move forward with this and not really get your consultation about it. Well, I don't know if that's true, right? Because listening to KMBR in a few podcasts, it sounds like it was a team's decision and Jimmy's decision to get that surgery, mainly because if you trade Jimmy G with the with the shoulder injury, he's not going to pass those health um, clearances, right? So I think that's the reason why I think that as part of the NFLPA, you can't move a player because they're injured, right? And that rule also applies in a trade. So that's why I think it was in all parties' best interest as a last resort that they had to had to get that surgery, right? So, and right now the Niners can't cut Jimmy G because he's injured because that's still a rule, right? They can't move him, but mm -hmm. he's on track to throw soon, right? And once he's able to throw, I think that's when we'll see movement, either they cut or trade them. And I'm leaning towards cutting him at this point. Right. I don't think it's going to happen, but, but who yeah. knows? I think the Browns are going to be desperate enough. Um, Deshaun Watson's um, suspension is coming soon. Um, all signs point to either a six or one year um, suspension, a six months or one season suspension, uh, most likely closer to the six uh, game suspension. So we'll see how it goes. Right. Um, but yeah, I think if anything, we if Watson gets suspended for the whole season, Jimmy G is probably going going to be more valuable to the Browns at least, and I could see foresee a trade potentially happening there if that was the case. But that's going to be best case scenario in my opinion. So awesome. Well, lastly, let's talk about Major League Baseball here uh, with the San Francisco Giants. You know, they're they've been kind of slumping, to be honest with you, uh, this first half of the season. Um, here. And let's kind of talk about Carlos Rodon because he recently completed this, um, this great game in which, you know, he threw like a one run shutout complete game against the Padres in San Diego. But I wanted to also kind of talk about the way he was snubbed out of the all-star game um, here. Do you think Carlos Rodon was really excluded from this game and why do you think that that happened well he has actually got announced uh to be a reserve so so i think he he will be in the all-star game but not as a starter and probably because of the giants losing streak you know that he wasn't being called up so in some ways yes he did get snubbed because i think he had a, he's having a really solid season um but the wind holes aren't aren't reflecting that Right. And I think he did criticize the Giants for not having energy. And then he threw a complete game um, right before they announced that all star roster. So I think that ignited the team, started with a winning streak. Even yesterday's Arizona game, we probably should have won that game. There was a very close 50 50 uh, call um, uh, that, that resulted in a double play uh, from Crawford. So worth watching if people missed that. Um, but there was a streak. It was a uh, rally that was coming back in the eighth inning for, for the Giants, and we would have um, basically won that game, you know. So um, I think Rodon did ignite the team, momentum starting, but now the All-Star break came up, right? So now I'm a little bit worried personally that because of the All-Star break that all this momentum that they built up kind of came on at the wrong time, you know. Like now we're going to be um, – 
offer this week. And when we come back, hopefully we keep the momentum going, but it's definitely a risk in my opinion. So, I mean, do you feel like you got snubbed? I know, I know alternate isn't the best, but at least, um, at least is in the game somewhat, right? <laughs> yeah, I felt like he absolutely got snubbed out of the All-Star game um, here. You can arguably say he was a top three pitcher in all of baseball, to be honest with you. Just just because of his strikeout totals and um, his ERA, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty solid um, here. So I thought, I don't know why he didn't make it to the All-Star game, but I'm just glad he was you know, included as a replacement. Um, Kind of talking about how momentum will be altered due to the all-star game you have to also keep in mind that we still have this whole week left of baseball right where mm-hmm. teams are playing up to i believe this sunday so it's not like we're getting you know we win two games against san diego and then we have to stop playing this wednesday for example here mm-hmm. uh, we still have a whole full week left uh, to play um mm-hmm. I'm really disappointed that the Giants really can't build any sort of winning streak, right? Where they beat San Diego twice and then they lose against the Diamondbacks last night um, here. These are games that they have to win, right? And these are games that they won last season, but they're not winning this season um, here. And I think that's going to be a big impact on their win-loss record. Um, I think when we talked preseason, Vegas – thought that the Giants were what going to win, what, 83, 85 games, if you recall. And that that kind of line doesn't look too bad now, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they set those lines there, right? And I think injury has also plagued the team. Um, so that contributes to the losing streak as well. So we actually got a few comments um, from Ginny Liu. She said, or they will regroup and be fine after his all-star break. And their old men can rest up for the second half, and Kershaw shouldn't be in the All Star game. And <laughs> I absolutely agree with that last one. I don't know why Kershaw's in there. I felt like part of the snub was because of Kershaw, right? Um, I know he had an almost perfect game, but he didn't have the perfect game. So whatever. I think JD Martinez probably or Garrett Cooper, who are also alternates, I think were better than Kershaw in my opinion. You know, I think because of Kershaw's name, potentially it's going to be his last season maybe. They just gave it to him. But I don't think he's done anything to earn that. What do you think? Well, about my, problem, my problem with Kershaw being in the All-Star game is not because it's, it's going to be his last season, which he hasn't really announced that it yep. will be, but because it's going to be at Dodger Stadium, because we haven't had an All-Star oh, wow. game there in, what, 30 years or so? Yeah. It feels like they're just kind of giving him that slot where you have someone like Carlos Rodon, for example, he's earned that spot, you know, and Mm -hmm. you kind of give it to a guy that doesn't earn it. It kind of screws up the validity of the all-star game altogether. That's true. I absolutely agree with that actually, right? That the all-star game becomes not as important, right? You kind of cheapen it a little bit by putting a guy just because he's in LA. So, and I think uh, Jeannie Liu agrees with you. It's honestly dumb that they need to have a representative from each team. And Kershaw is probably in it because the all-star game's in LA. So, yeah, I think Jeannie agrees with you. I'm glad Jock Peterson made it at least, right? I think that was a big win. Um, But, yeah, 
I guess in my opinion, though, overall, does it really even matter to go to All-Star Game anymore, right? Because no more home advantage. Maybe it matters from a contract perspective for these individual players. But as a fan or for the team, I mean, wouldn't you rather not have your guys in there so they can rest up for a week, you know what I mean? So either way, I'm glad Elise is a replacement. I think the answer to that, I think it does matter a little bit because you do want to see our guys get honored, right, and get get noticed um, by the league and, and mainstream media. So, Yeah, I think the All-Star game is actually pretty great for players um, to be a part of um, here. It kind of validates their value mm-hmm. throughout that first half of the season. It kind of helps showcase, you know, their talent to yeah. fans out there. So I love I love the All-Star game. I've always loved it. Um, 10 years ago from today, um, 2012, we had four or five All-Stars where Miguel Cabrera was the All-Star game MVP. You had mm-hmm. Matt Cain starting that game. You had uh, Pablo Sandoval um, going for two to three hits um, there as well. Very well represented. And you can kind of see why the Giants won the World Series in 2012 because of all that talent um, there. So. I think it's great for the talented teams, but it's not so great for guys who are forced to be on there just because there's that mandatory one player per team rule that Jeannie Liu mentioned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at other sports, it was kind of cool to see all the Warriors guys dominate the all-star game as well. Right. Um, As starters. So, so it does have some feel to it. Um, last thing I want to talk about there is, hey, we, do you see the jerseys that came out? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, they went with the black and white and everyone having the same colors um, as gold instead of the traditional blue versus red teams. Um, what do you think of that jersey, man? Um, I actually like it when the players wear their own team's jerseys or at least some sort of variation of it, just so we can see, you know, what teams they are representing on there. Yeah, they can represent it through a hat, but I like their own team jerseys, to be honest with you, as opposed to wearing some sort of generic all-star game color that, you know, no one's really going to wear unless you buy it from like a Ross rack, you know? So so what do you think about it? I mean, these ones are pretty close, I thought, to like the home team jersey, right? I mean, it's it has a gold trim, yes, but overall, it looks like the original jersey, you know? Maybe I can share it real quick if I can find it, but it has a logo. It has everything that you would expect from, like, the home jersey. It actually kind of reminds me of the World Series ones where, you know, you had that gold and um, – had the gold letters, but it says All Star on it, or whatever, or World Series on it. But this time, it's it's the All Star, right? So let me share real quick in case people are viewing on here. Um, but yeah, I think it was it looked pretty good to me. Um, so yeah, these are the gold jerseys, right? So I I think it looks pretty good, right? I mean, it's has the Giants logo there. Um, obviously, it has the All Star logo. But I thought it was pretty clean compared to last season. I mean, if you saw last season's jersey, it was it was pretty terrible, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and I can kind of pull that one up too. 
quite. Yeah, I thought this was like significantly better um, in terms of of something I would buy, right? I would actually buy that. And this was last season's jersey, right? If you look at it in this corner right here, it looked like a soccer jersey in my opinion. <laughs> so from a, my that standpoint, I think it was an upgrade. Um, you know, so. And I think Jeannie Lou agrees, agree on the team jerseys. Uh, so he agrees with you. She agrees with you. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes uh, this week's edition of the MJ Sportscast. Any final thoughts, Jerry? Yeah, I just want to thank our commenter, Jeannie Lou. Um, so we're trying this new format where we're going to do 30 minutes, maybe come on twice a week. So stay tuned. Potentially Thursday or Friday, we can maybe do a quick episode like this. Um, we're just trying to be on a little bit more for everyone to listen to. So check us out on YouTube on the Yang and Tang Show. Um, if you're listening via Facebook or any other platform, please subscribe there so we can get that count up. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening and tuning in. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to the MJ Sportscast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the MJ Sportscast, at Mike408, at MindOfJerry11. Tune in next week for another exciting episode.